The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen Show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. Hi, I'm Kristen Holstrom. And I'm Sam McBride, and we are the Custody Queens. We have a new show that we couldn't be more excited about. If you're going through a custody battle, fighting for your parental rights, or going through a horrible divorce, nothing is off limits on our new show. Thought it was love, had kids in between, you can count on us Good morning, everyone. Rise and shine. It's a beautiful morning. The sun is shining and we have someone so exciting for all of our listeners today. We have Angie from Olive Crest, who's going to tell us a little bit about her forever home, her story, and she has something else that we get to share with you guys in just a little bit. So welcome, Angie. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you guys for bringing me here. So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I'm 16. I, uh, I'm a junior in high school and um, I like to play music and I love music. That's amazing. I love music. I can't sing or I have no artistic ability whatsoever. So I, I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, I'm always very envious of people that can carry a tune or can read music because I'm creative in other ways, but I do oh. not have an artistic bone in my body. Yeah, and there's nothing worse than like just singing your heart, for, for someone who can't sing, which is me, singing your heart out in a car and then someone turns the radio off really fast and you get caught. Literally the best <laughs> feeling ever. Yeah, for Especially you. When... <laughs> <laughs> but I love that feeling when you're by yourself in the car and you pretend for a hot minute that you really can sing. Yeah. And Dude. you just, you know, you get all into it and you feel it and the movements. Oh yeah. And then you realize how horrible you are, but you keep going, you know? <laughs> my, my uh, yeah, you should hear my happy birthday. If you're so lucky, I'll uh, send you a video, Angie. Oh man, I, I can barely do happy birthday. I mean, that song's pretty hard. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, my daughter will look at me and go, mom, that was horrible. But the confidence with it, I've gotten those uh, voicemails from you and I, I love them. Yes. Oh yes, yes. All right, Angie, so we always try to kind of start the show to lighten up everyone's mood and just, you know, not take ourselves too seriously. So we're going to play a little game with you called True or False. Oh, man. Okay. All right. So the first question I'm going to ask is nearly 3% of the ice in the Antarctic glaciers is penguin urine. True or false? Oh, penguin urine? What the? I'm going to go with false. Unfortunately, it's true. 3% of the Antarctic glaciers is made of penguin urine. So I have some questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just wondering, how did we decide that? Like, I know that we found this question, you know, probably online or like, but what's the statistic there? Who is going to Antarctica or the Antarctic and who is actually testing this? And how do they test for urine. I don't, I'm very confused. Yeah, and I'm guessing there's not too many other people that are testing the same thing to determine whether if it's really true. But I, I want to guess true just because 
you know, I mean, think when you go to the beach, I'm sure there's a percentage of urine in that water as well. So, and then too, though, how do we distinguish penguin urine? I mean, what if you just like licked it? It's like tastes like a little extra salty. Or exactly. Something. You were going where I was about to go. <laughs> I this I have the same question. All right, y'all are going down a rabbit hole. So let's let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. All right. <laughs> All right. One more, Angie. Sam, go ahead and ask her. Okay. Um, a snail can sleep up to three months. True or false? I feel like that's true. I feel like I've like seen like snails in my backyard and I'll come back and they're still somehow there. So like, I don't know. So the answer is false, but I think that you're right-ish because they can sleep for three months, but they can sleep a lot longer, actually up to three years. That is crazy. It's insane. I'm kind of jealous. I mean, could you imagine being in the same place for it's almost like you're frozen? This is another question that I have. How did, yeah. Who is watching this sleepy snail? That's These are good really good point. questions. I think our producers uh, go to some weird dark web to find some of these yeah. questions. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, I guess if the alternative is getting stepped on or sleeping for three years, I'd probably prefer the sleeping for three years. Agreed. Yeah, Sam kind of reminds me of a snail sometimes because she can fall asleep anywhere. I remind myself of a snail too. <laughs> like she, I, I I'm crawl so in a shell and hang s- out by myself. <laughs> I like the sun. If you have a sprinkler and probably by that, I think that's a good analogy. I think that maybe that's my spirit animal. Yeah, I'm just very envious of your ability to sleep. You probably could sleep for three years if I let you. Yeah, and I probably have undiagnosed narcolepsy, but who knows? You know what? I'd be fine with it, to be honest. All right. Are you a big sleeper, Angie? Oh, yeah. I sleep till, like, 10.30. I can't go past that, though, or else, like... How do you feel about naps? Oh, man. If I could take them. <laughs> I could barely, like, take naps. Like, only if I'm, like, super extremely tired or, like, completely crushed. Then I so can, you like, like to put all your sleep in one portion of the oh, day? Yeah. Like, it's all at night? Oh, yeah. I could sleep, like, right now. I could take oh, a yeah. nap during the show. Oh, really? Yeah, I could probably race you to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my nap thing is either I get three hours or there's no nap. Like, I, I'm not a 20-minute napper. I wish I wish I was because I... I don't understand how people do that. I fall asleep for, like, three hours, and I wake up, and I'm, like, all sweaty and, like, wondering where I am and everything. Yeah. And you know what, Angie, I'll tell you, I used to be able to sleep in super late, and then as you get older, your mind starts going a 1,000 miles a minute, and you think about all these adult things, <laughs> and then your sleep just gets worse and worse so enjoy it oh, yeah. i wish i could go back to my 16 year old sleep self my mom I, uh, never sleeps yeah well <laughs> it's, parents, it's so. a, that's a thing it's a mom thing because oh, yeah. I'll, i go to kristen and i'm like oh kristen i'm just really struggling i only got six hours last night and she like looks at me and it's like you slept for six hours oh man <laughs> i think like, i've told whoop. sam that i would probably give my right arm at some periods of my life just for six hours three nights in a row yeah. But yeah, that's just part of, you know, I, I don't think I've slept fully since I've been pregnant with my first child. Oh, yeah. My my like brother's like little, little. My mom had to sleep with like one eye open. Like, <laughs> literally. Especially with boys. Oh, yeah. All right, Angie, we got another one here. It's the last one. Okay. okay. I, like I know you can do it. All right. Human facial hair grows faster than any other hair on the body. True. You're 100% you got it right. right. Yes, but yes. I actually, my gut was false on that. Oh, well, really? then you don't have facial hair. Well, because I feel like once you like pluck your eyebrows, like literally three days later, they're like already back. Yeah, so it's my, like annoying. My eyebrows like grow pretty slow. Listen, I am a hairy person, 
And I can tell you 100% locked in for all the marbles that your facial hair grows faster. All right, well, that's good to know. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess the hair on my legs does grow yeah. pretty I was say, slow. Like, I was gonna like say false only because of leg hair. Yeah, but, but like, you guys just, you clearly don't understand, which I appreciate, but I know that there's people out there that have hairy faces just like me, and I have a hairy face, so I, I knew the answer to that. So if you're out there listening and you have any questions about how to rid facial hair or, you know, other hair, you can have a consult with attorney Sam McBride. You can call us at 1-800-419-7772. <laughs> and that was a partial joke. We are here to talk about all family law matters, but I wouldn't say that we're experts on facial hair. All right, so moving on. Angie, why don't you tell us, you told us how old you are, you told us what you like to do, but the reason we brought you on today is because you have a one in a million story that is just, it's nothing short of a miracle. And so I would love for you to share that story with our listeners. Um, I might need a second on this one. Okay. Uh, I was adopted about five years ago with my now forever home. Um, before that, like life was just pretty rough. I wasn't in like the greatest like situation at all. My mom was like very mentally ill and just like couldn't take care of us. And one day, um, after just getting out of my first foster home, um, she was like she was like getting better for like a little bit and then all of a sudden like something snapped and she went right back to like being the way she was which she like she like talked to herself and like be all weird i don't really know like what type of mental illness she had but um she took us and my brother and we walked like 20 25 miles to huntington beach and uh, she left me at one of the bathrooms and never came back and i had to go searching for her and that was pretty traumatic for me because when I was, or right before like I was adopting stuff, I would have like anxiety at like stores, like and I had to like keep an eye out for like my mom or my dad and like had to make sure they were there or else I would like kind of panic a little bit. But um, yeah, after that I was put into a car with CPS and they asked me a bunch of questions, like how old I was or like what grade I was. And I didn't know what grade I was because I never went to school before that. Um, and I think I was in, I was supposed to be in third grade at the time. And, and um, after that, um, we went to the police station, asked more questions. And then after that, I was placed into this place called Orangewood. And uh, what was Orange, what, what's like exactly Orangewood? like? It, it is Orangewood, over yeah. by the block. Yeah. Orange. How would I describe that though? Just like a place where, because the like, kids can stay as, like for a really long time too. So I don't know. For everybody listening that is not familiar with Orangewood, it is a temporary placement for children until these children can be placed with a foster family or they are adopted. And it's it's in Orange County. It's over by the block of Orange. I've actually been there a few times to volunteer. Um, and I encourage everyone listening to get involved some way or the other if if they can. So, Angie, I know you said that you didn't know what grade you were supposed to be in because you didn't go to school. Mm-hmm. So, if it that was about how old were you when that happened? Eight. Yeah, I was eight years old. And you had simple. Did you have siblings? 
I have one half brother, and um, he was with me through this whole entire time, and uh, he's still with me to this day and adopted through the same home, which I'm really grateful for. Well, I'm trying not to cry here, and I know that uh, <laughs> Sam's cry, eyes are watering, and I think, uh, Andy, you have every um, human in this room uh, shedding a few tears. And one, thank you for sharing that piece of your life with us, because I know it's not easy to talk about past trauma that we've all been through, but it's stories like yours that get people out to volunteer and to commit resources and to commit their time <laughs> so that we can have more stories like you. Yeah. And so tell us what it's like with, with your forever home. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to this day, um, I have five younger brothers. Uh, two of them are four, one's five, and that's insane. Like, our house has <laughs> never been the same after that. Um, I have one 10-year-old brother and my half-brother, Jameson, who is um, 15. So and you're the only girl. Yeah, I'm the only girl. Well, that's good because you're the only princess. <laughs> that's what I tell my daughters when she always wanted another uh to have a sister I said well you get to be my only princess yeah <laughs> my mom tells me like oh yeah when you're 18 we're gonna get another baby girl I'm like oh no you cannot do that to me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and girls are expensive so it's good that you're you know yeah she gets your mom gets to put all of her resources and time into you as her only girl we know divorce can be difficult and scary when it comes to the custody of your children I'm Kristen Holstrop and I'm Sam McBride and we are the custody queens we are family law attorneys here in Southern California and are committed to compassion and aggressive representation. With custom case strategies, we can achieve the best outcome for your case. So call us and tell us how the Custody Queens can help you. Call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. You know, I know you have a bunch of siblings. It sounds like you have a lot more of a family than I had growing up. I had very small family uh, on my mom's side. So what's that like? Is it hectic? Are you guys just running around? Hectic and running around for sure. Um, but I mean, it's like kind of nice because um, me and my brothers were like all pretty close and we all like love each other and it sometimes we want to pull each other's hair. But like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Is I, anyone else in your family um, interested in music? How'd you get into music? Jackson is kind of into music. I tried teaching him a little bit of the bass and um, I had a little coffee shop like performance one time and uh, I had him play the bass with me for Riptide and he was really excited about That's that. That's awesome. Um, I started playing music four or five years ago, but I've always loved music. I've been a music lover since like the day I was born. Um, but I just started playing five years ago and I started out with the ukulele. That's awesome. Yeah. So has, has music been kind of, um, a tool to kind of help you process your emotions and your feelings oh, yeah. kind of through what you've been through? Definitely. Like, if I'm ever feeling anxious or, like, um, about to, like, perform up on stage, like, I'll practice playing my music, I'll listen to it, and, like, helps me calm my nerves, and it's really nice. And you kind of get to tell your, your story through your music. Yeah. You know? That's... I songwriting is incredibly powerful and you know when we listen to people's songs it's almost like you feel like you're getting a glimpse into their life yeah in a way like I feel like like when you sing music and stuff you can like just feel those emotions and that's what I like love about music I, I love that I love yeah. that too so Angie what what does it feel like to have your forever home I mean it is it, 
I know it was sounded like it was a, a long journey mm-hmm. and you kind of had to go through some really awful things to, to come out the other side. But, you know, tell us how life is now. Oh man, I really truly think like it was God always there with me and truly just a miracle that I'm where I am right now and I couldn't be any more grateful. Um, I have my mom and dad who are like so loving and love to pursue my music dream and I am so like glad that they're supporting me through it all and um, I don't know like school now has been great like I said I didn't start school till fourth grade but now I'm actually I'm right on board like I'm gonna graduate soon and I'm really excited about that that's amazing it is planning on going to college and graduating hopefully doing something with music have you looked into colleges at all um right now my grades aren't the best coming out of COVID but um I think I might do a community college first and then after go to a state school that's the way to go and you know what I did that for a year uh mine was just my soccer plans hadn't worked out as planned because I had a, a pretty serious injury, but I can tell you I went to one year at Cypress College and then I went to Florida and finished my last three years and played soccer there. So you know what? There's absolutely nothing wrong with community college and I think that it's actually a path that so many people should embrace and take. Yeah, and I didn't go to community college, but I do regret it because I went like down the street from my house to a university. So it was kind of like, why didn't you go to community college? But I think that there's something about community college that you you grow up a little bit um, in the first couple years of college. And so I think it allows you to maybe choose more where you want to go. You know, I didn't put a lot of thought behind where I was going to go to college. I was just kind of like, uh, okay, I guess down the street, that makes sense. So I wish I had that time to kind of process it a little more and kind of make that choice. So I think that's really awesome. Yeah. And your first two years of college usually are, you know, the basic general education classes. I don't even think I realized what I wanted to do until my junior year. Yeah. Yeah. So we know divorce can be difficult and scary when it comes to the custody of your children. I'm Kristen Holstrup. And I'm Sam McBride. And we are the Custody Queens. We are family law attorneys here in Southern California and are committed to compassionate and aggressive representation. With custom case strategies, we can achieve the best outcome for your case. So call us and tell us how the Custody Queens can help you. Call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. Well, Andy, your your story is, it's it's truly, I don't know, it gives me the all the vibes, all the feels. And did your foster and placement and the way that you came to your family. Was that all through Olive Crest? Yeah. Um, my first foster home, um, I was nine at the time, and uh, I started off with that foster home through Olive Crest. Andy, if there's anything that you could tell kids in your position, you know, that, that may be suffering or that may have not found their forever home yet, what would you tell them? Um, that things are going to get better. Like it probably is really hard right now and I totally get that. I've been there, trust me. Um, But as long as you keep your head up and keep like a good mindset, like I'm sure you're gonna go places. And anything is possible, right? Anything's possible. And is there anything you wanna say to your mom here today? I love you (laughs) so much. Thank you for being here today.
So maybe your marriage didn't go as planned, or maybe you didn't pick the best partner to have a child with. Or could it just be baby mama drama? Well, no matter what the situation is, we can help. We are the Custody Queens, and you can call us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. Sam and I deal with so many issues with children in our daily lives and our careers. And a lot of it is heartwarming and a lot of it is positive and a lot of it, you know, there's things that I've seen that I wish I hadn't seen or that I've had to deal with. And it can really, really tug on you. And over the years, it it can kind of change you a little bit. And it's really important to hear these stories to know that what Sam and I do, you know, it, it does help families and it does help people. And as many Angies as we can save, you know, as a community, it the better. Yeah, and Angie, like, it's so incredible that you're able to come on the show and share. I don't think you really, I know we were saying it earlier, but I don't think you really can know from someone who hasn't gone through a similar experience how powerful it is for me to hear that, for me to know, so that I can, and hopefully, you know, some of you listeners, but so that I can realize what we need to do to keep doing this on a larger scale, right? We want to make sure that we can help as many people as possible. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and what I love about the story is it's just a gentle reminder to everyone listening or watching. You know, as we go through family law, we have so many cases where they're volatile or there's heavy litigation and people are fighting over, you know, 12 hours to be with the kids. And a lot of times Sam and I have to get our clients to see the big picture. The more people that are around to love your child or your children, it only benefits the child. It's would sometimes, you know, Sam and I will get a case where, you know, one of the parents doesn't want the child to be around grandparents. And I know how important my parents are and my husband's parents. And I just have to tell my clients is, unless there's a safety concern, why wouldn't you want your child to be loved by additional people? Yeah, and I think that you learn something different from everyone that comes in your life, right? Some of the experiences are unfortunately from trauma. Some are positive experiences, but I do think that you pick up a little something from everyone, right? It's like, I'm picking up something from you in my life. It's an experience I'm having. And I think that we should all encourage everyone to have as many positive experiences as possible. Um, And sometimes I think parents get a little too focused on the idea that they want or they picture what is right. But you can't give everyone everything, so you gotta, you gotta kind of allow people to live. No, I agree. And family isn't just blood. You know, Angie is a perfect example of someone who has an amazing family that I think was meant just for you. Exactly. You know, and life is a journey. And I truly believe. I know Sam and I have said it many times. Is some of my biggest lessons in life have been the result of trauma or really difficult or challenging times. And those scars are what allows us to be who we are and learn and never forget where we were at that point to always remind ourselves of how lucky and blessed we truly are. Yeah, just like um, looking back now, like now that I've like processed it and like I've been where I am now, like it feels like that happened like so long ago and it was only like five years ago like it's just insane like and my mom even says like it feels like you've been like in my life for like ever like since you were born and it's just 
It's crazy. See, you were meant to be with Angie, your mom. Angie, you're trying to make us cry again. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we just got over that. <laughs> All right. So I know that we have a little surprise for everyone listening. So Angie, it's my understanding that you were recently on a show. Yeah, I was on American Idol um, in October 2021. So recently I was in the 20th season. Um, I was... How many people auditioned again? I was 100,000 and I tried out and um, I was topped like 226 or something, I think they said. And yeah, I got it to audition in front of Katy Perry, Lionel Richie and uh, wow. Luke Bryant. That is yeah. very cool. Wow. So out of 100,000 people trying to just make it in front of the judges, yeah, you were what, like, a, I'm guessing that was only like two or three percent of yeah. the people that actually get to perform yeah. on stage in front of the judges. That is oh, incredible. Yeah. As somebody who fake played the clarinet for a year and a half in school because I wanted to be a dweeb, but I wasn't good enough to be a dweeb. Uh, I am so impressed by that. I love that show. That is so amazing. And you know what? She just made... I just realized how old I am because when she said it was the 20th season, American Idol started when I was in college. Oh, wow. So that just kind of made me realize how old I am. But love American <laughs> Idol. Um... And I'm actually going to go back and watch you on it now. Will I be, can I see it if I go search for it? Or? Um, unfortunately, they didn't um, air my audition. But um, I mean, it's okay. I, not, that doesn't take away from anything. The fact that you made it that far, that you had the courage, that you put yourself out there. Actually, my mom surprised me. And she, uh, she was the one that posted the video and like showed it to the producers of American Idol without me knowing. I had no idea. And she FaceTimes me one day and she's like, yeah, uh, I have something to tell you. And I was like, what's up? And she was like all serious and stuff. She's like, you're gonna be on American Idol. And I just sat there and I was like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, you're insane. Like I got like all scared, but like, honestly, the whole experience is just so great. Like I've made so many friends that I still talk to. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And you have to think out of all the people in the world, there's only a handful of people that can say that that they made it that far. <laughs> you know, it's I just love that you put yourself out there. You know, <laughs> it's it's very courageous. Oh, it was scary for sure, though. I like literally blacked out on stage. <laughs> Did you get to meet Ryan Seacrest? Um, no, actually, he wasn't there when I was there, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. No, I, I, I think I still listen to him on Kiss FM. You oh, know, yeah. God, he's been around forever. All right. Well, what what is the biggest thing you would take away from that experience? Of American Idol? Mm -hmm. um, they gave me some great advice. Um, they told me that they want me to work on my voice a little bit more and um, make sure that I'm totally like confident and comfortable with my voice because I tend to like second guess myself when I'm up there and obviously get uncomfortable. And so I just need to be more stage present focus on my voice a little more and I'm probably going to go back freshman year of college. That's awesome and I look forward to seeing you and Sam and I will be right there in front with shirts with Angie, you got this. <laughs> Angie, you got this. <laughs> you know, and, and Sam and I have jobs where it's nerve-wracking too. We have to talk in front of people, we have to recite codes and laws and you know, it it's just really just confidence. And yeah. you, oh, the yeah. more you practice and the more that you grow into who you are, I know you're going to kill it. Aww. So let's give our listeners a little treat and 
I heard you. I heard you were practicing a new song or a jingle. <laughs> I was. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> All right. All right, Angie Grace. Uh, Sam and I have thoroughly enjoyed you telling your story about your forever home, conquering your fears, and I don't think there's going to be a dry eye from anyone listening to the show while you're driving, cooking, laying on the couch. Your story is truly inspiring, and I will be sharing it with my children as well. And Angie Grace, I heard that you are going to sing a little jingle for us. Actually, I'm going to sing your jingle. What? Yeah. Yay. Oh, Sam and I feel super special. (laughs) All right. So we will let you close out our show. And for everyone listening, this is Angie Grace. She found her forever home with the Olive Crest Children's Foundation. So again, Sam and I please urge you and encourage you to make a difference in your community and to do something that is just way beyond you. And if you have any questions, always remember you can get a hold of us at 1-800-419-7772. That's 1-800-419-7772. All right, Angie Grace, take it away. Thought it was love, had kids in between. You can count on us with custody queens. Yeah, you can count on us with custody queens. Oh, one more time, girl. One more time. <laughs> For everybody in their cars, get up and <laughs> shake it out. Thought it was love, had kids in between. You can count on us with custody queens. You can count on us with the custody queens. Yeah! And remember, let love rule. Thought it was love, had kids in between. You can count on us with the custody queens. Yeah! You can count on us with the custody queens. The opinions expressed on the Custody Queen show are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for personal professional legal advice. The persons discussed are fictional and not based on actual clients.